Hola! We are back with an incredible mujer, Haiti Patterson. From journalism to becoming a bakery and pastry chef, to being a government translator, to a video game producer, and currently a program manager. This girl has done it all. She's like the new Latina version of Olivia Pope meets Miss Sega Genesis. You feel me? This girl is slaying all the roles. Haiti was born in Dominican Republic and spent most of her life between Miami and Atlanta. She originally attended college as a journalist major, but eventually ended up receiving a degree in baking and pastry from Le Cordon Bleu. Additionally, she has worked as an analytical linguist traveling the country as a contractor and has worked as a video game producer at a mid-sized publishing studio. She is currently now working as a program manager for one of the fastest growing startups in the Southeast. She used to think her background was too diverse and now she really values that diversity more than anything. Girl, we couldn't agree more. Haiti went from whipping skills to typing skills. She loves helping people, but most importantly, supporting and inspiring Latina women. She started her blog, Career Latinas, because as a Latina, career-minded woman and mom, she was lacking support and therefore wanted to create a community where we, Latinas, can support each other and provide the motivation we need with zero criticism and zero cheesement. But hold up, we like a little bit of cheesement. Career Latinas is here for the women looking to grow in her career while being a badass mom, wife, daughter, prima, all the roles at the same damn time. Join us to learn more about how Haiti um, learned how to whip and learned how to play play. Let's jump right in. Welcome back everyone to the Bestie Bestie Boom Boom podcast. We're so excited today. We have our guest, Haiti Patterson, another incredible um, Latina woman. She runs her blog and Instagram called Career Latinas, all about leveling up as Latina women, supporting each other, and really working towards growth, and um, especially all the Latina moms out there. Um, so welcome, Haiti. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Yay. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and kick it off. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, what you currently do, and what led you to it. So my background is, is very varied. Uh, it's, you know, it's something that I used to be a, a little bit self-conscious about, my um, very varied background, just having come from um, journalism initially as a college student, and then I ended up getting a degree in baking and pastry, then I started working in, um, there's a very long story how I went from being a pastry chef to a translator, but <laughs> essentially being a pastry chef didn't exactly pay the bills. And um, I saw an opportunity in translation work and I started working as a contractor for different government agencies and I traveled the country, which was really, really fun for a long time. But when I realized I wanted to kind of settle down and have a family and everything, I um, I switched into, you know, the the let me see, the, the role that really pivoted or helped me pivot into project management was being a, a site supervisor for one of the contracts that I worked in. And that helped me uh, transition into eventually program management for one of the fastest growing startups in the Southeast, which has been really, really fun. 
and again a lot of really strange things happen in between all of those jobs but it has been so much fun and again I used to be super self-conscious about my very background but now it's I I appreciate it so much because I have so much context to kind of pull different uh, solutions from you know when things kind of get a little crazy at work I guess yeah that's so great I think it's good to pivot I don't know I I've I'm very similar too, and, and it sounds really interesting, all of your transitions. How did Career Latina, the blog, come about um, during all these different transitions in your career? So actually, it came from one of my most recent transitions from working as a video game producer to a full-fledged program manager. And that was, I, I really loved working in the video game industry. It was actually one of the reasons we were looking at moving out to California for um, just to be in that environment and try and, you know, work for something like uh, like Blizzard, for example. However, it didn't, our move to California didn't really pan out. And I decided to just go into strictly programmer project management. And um, yeah, it was just one of those things where I found myself lacking in resources and I wanted to provide the resources that I was missing out on. And I thought to myself, maybe I'm not, you know, super extremely qualified to provide what I you know what what I was missing but I felt compelled to provide at least what I knew at that point and that was you know how to kind of get to the next level in your career how to focus on your resume how to um, you know how to read a job description and analyze it and then take away the, the main points rather than just like the fluff that they add and it was it, that's kind of how career Latinas grew it was mainly just me seeing an opening in the market for us as Latina women trying to grow in our careers because I feel like everything that's out there is focused on just a very broad category of people. Um, Haiti, could you tell us a little bit about your experience growing up Latina? Did your parents pave the way when it came to your career or was it something that you just kind of had to figure out on your own? You know, um, I want to say in a way they did pave the way for my career. In a way they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, my experience growing up Latina, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and then eventually moved to Atlanta as a teenager. And um, yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, my mom was just working one and two and three jobs at a time, you know, to, to raise, you know, three babies on her own. And my dad was a very hardworking man, but just um, their marriage didn't really, you know, pan out the way they intended, I'm sure. <laughs> so I, my dad is actually a journalist in Miami and that's kind of why I started my, my career in college as a journalist major. Cause I kind of wanted, I was looking up to him and I thought maybe that might be the right, the correct route for me, but it, it just wasn't. And then, um, my mom's work ethic really inspired me to just continue pushing and pushing and pushing until I found the right thing for myself. Uh, so it was very much, and it was at the same time, it was all very conflicting because, you know, going back to my experience growing up Latina, I was still I was still one of those immigrant kids who was told, oh, you need to be a doctor, you need to be a lawyer, you need to be this or that. But at the same time, I was still mm-hmm. raised to I should marry my high school sweetheart and have all the babies in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, was, mm-hmm. it was, again, very conflicting advice. And I didn't do either of those things. Clearly, I'm not a lawyer or a doctor, and I did not marry my high school sweetheart. Um, <laughs> so I just went like, again, it, my parents did pave the way 
for where I am today. They just don't know how they did that, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Immigrants can really relate to, you know, the work ethic and, you know, our parents really like instilling that in mm-hmm. us. Um, and, you know, having to like work hard. And, you know, my parents often said things like, um, ganas, you know, you know, ponte las mm-hmm. pilas, you know, make sure that everything is that you're always like on your game hustling, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I echo that. I was going to say the exact same thing, Elvia, that I feel the same that I, I totally agree, Haiti, that there's part of our parents did pave the way for our career and didn't, right? Maybe not mm-hmm. explicitly the places that we ended up um, working in, but in a lot of ways, they gave us exactly what Elvia said, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and that is hard to develop, like real work ethic, um, you know, putting in 100% of your effort, you know, making lots of sacrifices. I think all of that comes from from a lot of our immigrant or Latino backgrounds. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. You know, watching my mom just, I know this is very stereotypical, but it's a very real job she had, you know just after after her day job she used to go out and clean offices and just you know take out trash for people who were in very high positions I used to think to myself like why can't we be in that position you know what I mean like why can't we be the ones in a higher position and someone else can come clean the offices and it was it was very tough for me you know growing up in America seeing all this wealth and all this all this grandeur and then seeing us being kind of at the very bottom of it, I just, I thought to myself, we cannot be here forever. You know, we have to make the most out of, at me as an immigrant child of all things, I have to make the most out of my parents' sacrifice and make sure that I'm the one who's, you know, as weird as it sounds, I'm the one who's providing for my family at the end of the day. Because it was, it was very, I, I think it was very egotistical as a teenager watching, you know, just living a very comfy life after my parents made this huge trek out to the U.S. Um, yeah, I, I just I just wanted to make sure that I, I was able to provide for my children and it, absolutely for my mom and my dad, you know, as I grew older. It was it was weird, man. <laughs> now, I, I think uh, I think that's actually a great segue into what I wanted to ask next, which is once you enter the workforce, um, what were some of those biggest, what, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced as a woman and as a Latina that you had to learn to overcome, especially, and I'm assuming in program management, which I think is mostly male dominated, but correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. So speaking of male dominated uh, areas, one of my first, I want to say like, well, no, it, I guess initially when I entered the workforce, I was a pastry chef and I was funny enough in the kitchen right which is kind of a woman's place but once something becomes becomes specialized it leaves that you know it's a woman's place and it becomes a very male dominated area so I was working Mm -hmm. in a kitchen Mm -hmm. in Atlanta Georgia for one of the nicest restaurants Mm -hmm. in Atlanta at the time and it was filled with men and I just I couldn't help I was super young at the time and I couldn't help but kind of laugh in the corner just like what what are you what is this but anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know it was it was very much like you have to keep up with the men you have to work 18 to 20 hour days you have to you know keep up and keep up and keep up but the thing is that going back to my you know latina roots 
we're used to that work ethic. We're used to just, you know, going and going and going and nonstop. So that didn't phase me. Work does not phase me at all. I don't think if, you know, it, it hurts us in any way. It's not healthy, but you know, it's one of those things where we just see our parents doing it and we're just like, Oh, this is the least of my problems. Uh, and then it was the same situation working as a translator. I worked all, all around the country in a, you know, for different government agencies and, having worked with law enforcement, again, it was a, you know, very heavily dominated arena. And it was just one of those places where people tapped you on the head and kind of petted you and say, Oh, you're so cute. You know, keep, keep doing a good job. And you're like, Oh, my goodness. And oh, I would hate that. If somebody I hate that when people do that to me now. Ugh, I would be like, yeah. Boy, bye. <laughs> yes, it was it was one of those situations where you you had to kind of, you know, draw yourself back. Because otherwise you, you mm-hmm. become that, you know, that horrible person. You're just like, oh, you know, or that that bitch in the workplace. And you don't, you feel awful being that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's how did I overcome all, the, all these things? It's the same way that we, I think we all overcome it. We just take a deep breath, keep pushing through. I know there's, you know, there's a better, there's light at the end of this weird tunnel that you're currently in. You know, you have to, you definitely have to set Mm -hmm. your goal and you need to know who you are and where you're going and just keep pushing through because I I think we're still, we've got a long way to go as women, especially as Latinas and got a a few ways to go. You know, a highly dominated uh, male fields. When, when you're in these positions or like when a woman Latina women are in these positions. What are some tips that you recommend in order to navigate um, these areas or even navigating the job market? Um, you know, any things that you recommend in terms of like applying to jobs mm-hmm. specifically or resume tips or how they're presenting themselves in interviews? Anything specifically that you would like to? I think this is probably something you'll hear me say a lot throughout the conversation, but I think having confidence in yourself and believing in yourself are both the biggest, uh, just the absolute biggest things you can do, regardless of what you're doing in life. Um, But particularly when you're a new grad, I know it's really tough to, you know, to sit there and kind of prove yourself to someone when you don't particularly have a lot of real world experience. But when you know that this is something that you want or need, because uh, we don't always, you know, want what we end up getting. But um, when you know that this is something that you absolutely need to have, for whatever reason, just believe in yourself, believe in your skills and believe in your resume. So I think a lot of people say, hey, you have to fluff up your resume a little bit. And I think you should add, you know, like, a lot of the things that you're, you know, that you have some experience in and that you have that you can quickly pick up, that you're confident you can quickly pick up. And those are things that I absolutely agree with. But if you can't back it up with your confidence and your attitude, please do not put it on your resume. Absolutely not. You know, so my, my ultimate, mm-hmm. ultimately, my tip is just make sure you're confident in your skills and yourself and just sit there and, you know, whoever is interviewing your, whoever is interviewing viewing you whether it's you know a director or a vp or you know a, a cto or so and so make sure you are confident and you can talk you know at, at the level that you're that you're applying for essentially you gain confidence i think it was just it was it goes back to my mom's work ethic i know 
I think a lot of us mm-hmm. Latinas just tend to be very, how do I even, I'm having difficulty kind of like wording this, but it, it always. Like you have to like fake the <laughs> funk, basically. You have to just like yeah. get up there and just think you're yeah. a fucking shit. <laughs> you just... Is that what you're trying to get to? You get up there and you just have to, you know. <laughs> Fake it till you make it type thing. And in the best way possible, because I, I don't particularly mm-hmm. love that term. Right. You know, but you just have to, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, again, take a deep breath and just make sure you're confident in yourself and you stand up and you say, this is who I am. This is what I'm applying for. And in the end, this is what you're going to get from me. And that should be, in my opinion, right. you know, absolute, just a- as great a work as you can provide. You know, for what you're getting, because at the same time, mm-hmm. when you're when you're applying for jobs, if again, I know a lot of new grads don't particularly have this advantage, but if you have the chance to evaluate the company just as much as they're evaluating you, you absolutely have to do that. You know, are you really a good fit for this company? Are they really a good fit for you? These are questions you should ask yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I actually just posted about that recently that we often think that it's all about being a good fit for a company, but mm-hmm. you are interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. I, I agree. And I I wanted to follow up too on what Elvia just said and what you mentioned in terms of confidence. I think it's that our moms put on their capes mm-hmm. and wore so many things for us, even if they were having a bad day, if they were tired, if they were exhausted, if they were angry, if they were whatever they were feeling, it's not like they faked the funk. It's like they did what they had to do to like push through. Mm-hmm. And I call mm-hmm. that putting on their capes. Like there were these superheroes who just did all the things that they had to do, right? Mm-hmm. Sin quejarse, sin decir nada, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, at least that's how I look at a lot of Latina women. Absolutely. Like, I'm in awe sometimes of how much they push through and I'm like, I know you're tired or I know that you had a really bad day yesterday or whatever the case may be. And I think maybe that's how you build that confidence. It's like, you know, no matter what you're feeling or what you're doing, it's like we get that from our moms. We put on our capes and we do what we have to do. I absolutely love that, yes. That is very true. That has been, I think, particularly true for me in the last uh, almost six weeks now, you know, just working from home with my son, you know, during the whole COVID-19 situation and being quarantined. Uh, I think the cruel thing about the whole situation is that you can't even lean on your family because obviously we're quarantined. So, you know, for me, it's it's been very much like you said, put on your cape, be a big girl, you know, attend this meeting with your baby screaming in the background. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been um <laughs> it's been a challenge. Elvia, you and I always talk about this too. Like, even though sometimes like our energy levels are low, we are not feeling it, but we gotta get right now it's different, right? We gotta get on camera, I guess, on these video conference calls and we gotta like put put on a our act, mm-hmm. I guess. Right? But you gotta do what yeah, you gotta do absolutely. to push through. Yeah, and especially, like, when I deal with students, they're, you know, like, some some of them are struggling mm-hmm. a lot during this time, and, you know, I'm struggling too, but I have to be, like, you know, like, very just, how can I help you, resources, blah, 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 you know, have these conversations with them and, like, really try to help and support them as much as possible, 
Um, and sometimes I'm like, can somebody give me help and support yeah. and resources? Because uh, I yeah, need them too. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot of push yes. and pull. I think it's, it's particularly time, so. tough for, for people. We, we actually have a lot of teachers in our neighborhood, which we just discovered because they keep um, drawing like chalk drawings on our driveway. And it's, it's been really cute. But um, mm-hmm. if there's anybody who needs a lot of support as well right now, our teachers who are, you know, at home trying to, you know, teach classes of like 25 children at a time and like half of them, are they logging in? Are they actually paying attention? It's just, I imagine it's, it's a lot of, um, it's been a lot of work for so many people. That's the, that's the only way I can put it. It's just, it, this mm-hmm. is just a very tough time for you know, society as a whole. <laughs> I need, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Definitely. my sister said, and and I have a few like primas who have school age children mm-hmm. at home, and I'm like, how are you guys holding up? And all of them said, Oh my god, girl, I'm the teacher, I'm the principal, I'm the counselor, I'm the nurse, I'm the cafeteria oh lady, goodness. the PE coach. <laughs> I am. Um... That I sounds know, exhausting. Like, and on top of the fact that they have to work. You know, it's not like they're also taking their work mm-hmm. home. So they're all the things, you know, that they normally are. And then some. Yes, sure. I'm, I'm grateful um, I do not have a school-aged child at the moment. So Elvie and I are also were like, girl, I don't know how they're doing. Because yeah. I feel tired and we don't yeah. have kids at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So confidence <laughs> and confidence in your skills are some of the top tips you would give. What are some of the biggest mistakes you often see people, especially Latinas, in their careers make when it comes to maybe getting a raise, promoting themselves, or trying to climb the corporate ladder? Uh, I think this ties really well into it's my whole confidence spiel there. <laughs> I feel like, you know, the biggest mistake people make, people in general, just all over the, you know, the spectrum here, when they, you know, when they're looking to get a raise or a promotion or cl- climb the corporate ladder, a lack of confidence can really ruin uh, the whole situation you know the whole interview process or the whole like whatever email you're writing if you're not confident in your in your skills and then in, in the that could be very de- detrimental in in your side even in like your salary uh how do you say like um just that your, your potential salary aspects there can be increase or raise okay. yeah absolutely uh and uh, not only that but as far um if you, a lack of research can absolutely hurt you in this sense, you know, just do your research, make sure that whatever raise you're aiming for here, whatever promotion, you do all of the research that you can to know what you're what you're getting yourself into. And to make sure that you're getting a fair raise. So if you say, hey, I want this much, you know, and you kind of aim a little bit higher than than what you should probably be getting research and a lack of confidence are definitely huge mistakes I often see Latinas making in their careers and you want this job make sure that you're actually taking the steps to get there if that makes yep. sense yeah absolutely yeah <clears throat> so are, is there anything specifically that so being that we are currently you know in this situation in the world with COVID-19 is there anything particular that you would recommend to our young Latinas who are graduating or are <clears throat> maybe looking for jobs right now and um, in this time that they may, you know, they may be going mm-hmm. into an economy that is not the best, you know, the job prospects might not be 
the best. So what are there any tips that you would give to young Latinas um, going into the workforce during a possible absolutely i think there's i think the the thing to keep in mind here is that we are absolutely going to get through this you know in the early 90s we had we had a, a mild recession that really held a lot of us back and i, I say us as if I, i i was older that time but i wasn't um it held the world back you know <laughs> and we came back from that we bounced back from mm-hmm. it in 2008 we had one of the worst recessions in the history of the u.s and we bounced back from it again you know it's it's been how long since mm-hmm. 2008 and we're going through this incredibly unprecedented time we will bounce back from this and i think the thing that everyone needs to keep in mind is just make sure you are still applying for jobs you're still being mindful and you're not necessarily i know this i know the job hunt itself is very tough and it's very draining but make sure that you are applying your mm-hmm. res- you know uh, you're applying for positions with individual resumes you're you know you're keeping in mind what the job role is entailing and you're reflecting that in your resume so if you're applying for like 10 different jobs you may have to apply with 10 different resumes you know just making sure that your skills in this you know in resume a b and c is reflecting job role a b and c so I, again, it's a lot of hard work and you're going to get a lot of no's, particularly during the time that we're going through right now. But we will get through this. We absolutely will. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is human nature. We are going to move forward and we're going to keep chugging along. And I know, you know, it's going to be tough seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here because it, it is for for us who are currently, well, you know, working with, with kids at home and husbands at home and, and things like that. But we will get through Love that. This mm-hmm. too shall pass. Yes, absolutely. All right, Haiti. So we're getting towards the end of our podcast. Um, so knowing what you know now about life in general, inclusive of career, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? And I asked this because I created Misinformed Latina for this exact reason. Oh When I left college, I navigated my adult life so blindly making really poor choices around finances mm-hmm. health and career and i felt so lost and misinformed and i never want young latinas to ever have to feel like that so i'm like man there's so many things i would tell my 20 year old self knowing what i know now so what would you what would that be for you yeah this this question is this is a tough one because there's a lot i would say to my 20 year old self um I think overall is there's a I know this is super cheesy but I saw this meme on on Instagram a really long time ago that said I think it said something along the lines of Beyonce also has 24 hours in her day and she does like all these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm very much in the in that camp of like, you know, time will pass regardless of whatever you do. So just make sure you analyze what you have going on. And just, just take small steps towards your future, little steps. It doesn't have to be like a huge thing. It doesn't have to be like an overall, you know, going from journalism into baking and pastry like I like I did. But just take a deep breath. Everything is going to be fine. You know, time is going to pass and you're going to figure out what it is that you want to do, who it is that you are and how you're going to get to your, to your you know, your goal. Because I think that's that's the big thing is that us as, as millennials, we have all these huge goals and we're like, Oh my goodness, I want to do this. I want to make this much money. And we don't realize how much time it actually takes and how much work it takes to do these things. Right. So I guess 
I guess if there's anything I would tell mm-hmm. my 20 year old self is take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. It's going to take some time, but you'll get there. Love it. Yeah, for sure. And um, in addition to that, what is some of the best advice you feel like you've received from, you know, a tia, abuela, your mom, yes. a friend, a coach, a mentor, anyone, anyone around in your life that I you think still there's too today? much good advice. I'm sure you guys go through like the same thing where you're just like your abuela <laughs> and your tias, you know, have given you all this advice and you just don't want to admit it because <laughs> you never took it and you're just like, oof, I should mm-hmm. have. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I just I, I think exactly. I, th- I think most of the advice that my mom and my tias and and everybody has given me has just been very much on the on the same playing field. It's like just take your time. Your time will come. Everything is going to be fine because of course they're older than us and they know better. <laughs> yeah, I bet you were mm-hmm. learning as a mom too, Haiti. Like, dang. You know, my mom was right about oh, this, or my girl, mom was no right comment. about, or this is why my mom used to say this. <laughs> I will never admit that. <laughs> Just kidding. I yeah, I, um, I definitely resonate with my mom in a lot, a lot of different aspects of life right now. You know, particularly being, you know, she, my mom had three kids and worked, you know, several jobs at a time and was a single mom for a very long time. So. I'm not in that position. I have one kid and I'm married, but being quarantined, you know, with my spouse and my kid, you know, a lot of the things that she said about being a mother, being so, you know, being in such a difficult position, having to work and at the same time definitely resonates. It's um, it, it's one of those things where you think to yourself like, oh no, I'm never going to be like my mom. And you're just like, well, yes, I am. <laughs> because <laughs> She taught me everything I know. <laughs> I am exactly like her. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Haiti. This was a fantastic conversation. I think a lot of uh, the young Latinas that we're trying to reach are really going to resonate with a lot of the information. I, we, Elvie and I, are both believers in confidence and positivity and like taking your time. All the things we probably would have told our our younger selves too. Where can people find you? Yeah, where can people find you and follow you um, so that if anybody has any follow-up questions or anything specific around Career Latinas, they can reach out. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, at Career Latinas, and as well on www.careerlatinas.com. And feel more than free to just message me anytime. I will absolutely respond. I have no problem just to, you know, having a chat with somebody who needs any kind of additional support or help especially regarding their careers perfect well thank you so so much for coming on we really appreciate it um don't forget to subscribe to our podcast don't forget to leave a review and rate us thank you again so much for everyone who tuned in and listened to this episode um and until next time bye thank you thank you so much Heidi Bye.